0: Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ, John, Travis, back again to use DynastyTradeCalculator.com and all of its calculating and ranking goodness to help you value players, make some trades, have some fun, and do good things with fantasy football. Yeah. And last two, three weeks, because three weeks ago, again, format out the window. Like, we haven't talked to quarterback in a while. And I've decided that needs to stop because most of us play super flex quarterback, very important. And I want to talk about a quarterback that I like a lot and I, whose value may have changed or dropped, or I don't know. Like I want to talk about Trevor Lawrence because Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence, the best prospect since Andrew Luck, who was the best prospect prospect since Peyton Manning, who was the best prospect since, I don't know. I'm I'm Joe Montana. I, 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 I'm, I don't know. Um, But so yeah, Trevor Lawrence had an interesting rookie year that I firmly believe never actually happened. Um, And then sophomore year rolls, sophomore and third year roll around with Doug Peterson as head coach. And more than anything with a healthy Trevor Lawrence and apparently a healthy Zay Jones, because that's what it takes to have that offense running. I really like what I see out of Trevor Lawrence, and he scores a lot of fantasy points. So I'm very curious to see how you two are feeling about Trevor, because I know there are a lot of people that have just straight up soured on him. And I was a little happy and a little sad when I saw what the value in the calculator was. I wanted it to be lower because I was hoping I'd be able to be like, hey, everyone, look how low Trevor Lawrence is in the calculator. You should just trade him to me for nothing. But Trevor Lawrence is still worth the one hundred and one and two eleven exactly. I found this a little strong. Yeah, uh, huh. I, I I don't know surprising. how many people are decisively taking Trevor Lawrence over Caleb Williams, no less not teetering on the idea of it. So I mean. Travis, I think already made his his answer a little known on that (laughs) one. But clearly, the two (laughs) eleven matters not at all in this. Trevor Lawrence or Caleb Williams, or if you want to get spicy, Marvin Harrison Jr. I'll Hmm.
1: take the picks easily too. I that that seems very high for Trevor Lawrence.
0: It does, (laughs) right? Like I was, I was expecting the one oh three. Like honestly. That's where I thought he would come up. Again, I love the respect on his name because I do just think he's that good. But at this point, besides the fact that the pick is more versatile than the player when you're trying to trade, especially in a non-point scoring season, I just – I think every aspect of – again, I'm just going to say Caleb Williams because to me he should be the 101 in – He's
1: the best prospect since –
0: Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence, since Peyton Manning, since yes, Andrew Luck, I mean, since, yeah, exactly. um So like, I firmly believe that we're in a world where every startup going now, Caleb Williams will be drafted before Trevor Lawrence. And if you are trading in a Debbie league, Caleb Williams will be worth more than Trevor. Like every aspect of this, I really do believe the one-on-one in Caleb Williams would will be worth more than Trevor Lawrence. So... I was a little surprised by that. So, yeah, it's the pick for me, too, which I was not ready for it to be worth that much. But again, I'm not super sad about it. Hmm. I made a list. Okay, let's see your list. I uh, it was hard to put a list together because, again, like his value was higher than I thought it would be. So I tried to show some respect to the value he was on there, but also put some players I think might actually be in the conversation. So my list is Trevor Lawrence. Dak Prescott brock purdy anthony richardson and tua tagovailoa
2: whoa huh interesting hmm. so
0: not many of those players are actually uh, ranked above trevor lawrence
2: i would take Cale Williams first
1: yeah <laughs> Maybe,
2: <laughs> agree, was, agree. <laughs> he wasn't on the list but just to clarify yeah, uh, I, I think very soon Caleb Williams will be, if not already, uh, valued higher than this entire list just by default. He's the 1.01. He's been the 1.01 implied first overall pick in this draft for a while. And I think the hype um, has sort of been building back. I think for a little bit when he struggled midseason, for those that really follow college football, there was some second guessing going on. And there will probably be some uh, over analysis, paralysis. Uh, down the stretch to buy uh, a few, but uh, I did not mean to rhyme that much there. I'm sorry, but uh, we will, um, I think settle in on him being at least quarterback eight, so just not related to ranking these tiers, but interesting because the 1.01 uh is valued at 44 right now in Superflex tight end premium, uh, as well team leagues, yeah. Uh, and all these players, except for well, I guess it puts them in between to a uh, and and Dak right now, which is interesting to me. So, I, I, I think just, it'll go up.
0: Let's let's put it yeah, that way. I, I think I, so I think as well. No, like I, I
2: will go up. I, like I don't think it's because of what like you know like what Stroud has already done this year. I don't think it's going to go above that because he's already a verified hit. You know, um it, like Stroud and above, probably not going to mess with that range right away. But I don't know. Just because I know that's going to be on people's mind here very soon. I wanted to kind of friend that up, but John, I'll let you go first with your list. If you haven't,
1: you did a great job of, uh, filling some time there while I was trying to figure out
2: that's that's the only reason I'm on the show. Anybody
1: right? on this list. Um, <laughs> I, I, everybody, I want to put a one. I'm like, they could just as easily be at five. Yep. Honestly, like every single one of these players could be not a, every single one, but just about all of them could be one or five. I think I have Anthony Richardson last. So I think he's five. Purdy, I think, is more valuable than Trevor Lawrence and Tua, but I kind of like both of those guys better than Purdy. I understand Purdy is in a great situation, I think it crumbles when he gets paid. I think it just absolutely crumbles when he gets paid. It's got a little bit, but it it's going to be tougher when he doesn't have the uh, affordable weapons around him. Let's let's say. I think I'm going to put Purdy fourth. I'm going to put I'm going to put Dak third, Trevor Lawrence second, and Tua one. And honestly, I hmm. I could put Purdy one and it probably wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. feel bad about it. I wouldn't feel terribly wrong about it. I think Anthony Richardson's the only one on here that I don't believe I could put at one on this list. So, Tua, Trevor Lawrence, Dak, Purdy, Anthony Richardson. Okay,
2: our our I think, lists are actually pretty close. I think.
1: I think yeah. my top four is a tier, kind of.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. And then a gap to Anthony Richardson.
1: Yeah, not a not even a big gap though, like cool. not a lot. So yeah.
2: For me it is um but I I just I have questions about how Richardson really projects long term. So yeah, Richardson at the bottom and then uh I'd probably go Rock Party uh Trevor Lawrence Dak and then Tua at the top. Of See, I got really
0: worried when John was like the first name he said was Anthony Richardson. I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then you said at the bottom I'm like, yeah, it's, sorry, that's where I have to.
1: Do. When I can't, when I can't figure out how to work it from the top, I start at the bottom and I go that direction.
0: All right, so you both had two up top. I do not. I I have Dak Prescott up top, and I understand he is by no, he's not the most valuable player on this list, dynasty value wise, but I think. And I know that it's January and points don't necessarily matter, but I don't care about his age. He scores a lot of fantasy points, so I'm very happy to have him on my team. So I put Dak Prescott 1, Trevor Lawrence 2, because in the long run, I don't think scoring between Trevor Lawrence and Tua are all that different. But the thing is, what would it take for Tua's situation to get better? I don't know if that's physically possible. It's pretty have, uh... easy for Trevor Lawrence's situation to get better. So yeah. I, th- I I I know that it's very roundabout narrative and all of that stuff. But that's, that's kind of the tiebreaker for me because to me, they're not that different. If anything, Trevor Lawrence has more ability with his legs than Tua does these days. So if they ever let Trevor Lawrence run, he can. So Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence, two a third, and then Brock Purdy, Anthony Richardson. Brock Purdy, I have, he he has to be good, right? Like, I get that he has really, really good weapons and is in a very, very good system, but he has to be good to be doing what he's doing. But that can, that feels like it can change very quickly, and he ended up, scoring that 21 points per game this season, which is that giant glut of QB like 6 to 11, 12, that is just somewhat replaceable. And then Anthony Richardson on the bottom because it's way too unknown that I'm not going to put him above these guys that I know score points that like he probably has the highest ceiling out of all of them, but I'm still not ready to gamble on it. All right. He probably has the
1: highest ceiling on a week-to-week basis. I don't know about yeah, that,
0: that that's fair. Uh next, we don't have a running back, but we have Travis talking wide receiver. Who we got, Travis? Uh
2: well I, I, I was I was gonna just mention something about Tua because Miami's just one key thing. I, I, I almost put Dak first as well myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say Miami is in an interesting cap spot where they might try to re- they're not gonna be able to you know hold on to Waddle and Tyreek for a long time um but the answer to your your question could his situation be better is probably if they actually got a functional tight end um yeah that's the only thing i
0: thought of also yeah Yeah.
2: like they basically just don't have one and in today's game like we talked about last week the importance of that position in most offenses now in creating a unique type of of mismatch uh, that even like a tyreek just doesn't fit you know um i think that would be the game changer Um, And if they don't bring back Waddle, unfortunately, or something like that, I think they could, I like Waddle, but I also think, you know, they could inevitably get somebody that could be in his tier of production um, if they figure out tight end too. So, and why I like Trevor Lawrence and how the Jags are approaching their team construction is they actually have built in this idea that, hey, just from a personnel and cap distribution standpoint and sustainability there, like they've gotten a really good tight end in Evan Ingram. And built in like two really good-ish wide receivers, but not like elite playmakers. And I think more teams are going to follow that mold as we te- as we see uh you know the continued emphasis um in uh, prioritizing tight ends. So I really am interested just to see what they do weapons-wise around to it, because I do think that will be the key uh to to him maintaining that kind of um momentum for sure. Wide receiver though, uh so can we do we need to talk about Stefan Diggs? because mm-hmm. i feel like i feel like we need to talk talk about uh, oh, stefan I mean, diggs because uh he's i you know what i don't know when it was three weeks ago maybe more we were talking about amari cooper and then that very next week or it was when he like went off like crazy with joe flacco uh perfect timing and i was just looking at how they kind of compared uh career wise and uh, kind of how the fantasy community kind of brands the, the two, compares the two, uh, because their production's not been crazy different in terms of overall volume. Um, and yet right now, like Stefan Diggs for many people even coming into the playoffs here, uh real playoffs, not fantasy playoffs, uh, was still, you know, on the fringe of being a dynasty wide receiver too value wise. And so I thought that was interesting because he is 30 years old and uh he's you know uh, been struggling at times. It it was what 10 in the past 10 weeks or so, he's not reached, you know, like 90 receiving yards, I think it was. So he's he's kind of struggled down the stretch at times. Um, and I think that's probably underselling it, frankly. Yeah, it's, it's been since October 15th was the last time he eclipsed 90 uh, receiving yards. And so I I wonder what his value truly is going forward. The elite wide receivers typically do continue to produce. But with that said, how many more seasons did we get out of him? And so when you put him into the calculator and talk about how, where he lines up pick value wise, now you're like, wait a second. Like he's still around pick one point. Oh, you know, like 11, pick 11 or pick 12, you know? And so it's like a, a late first, like end of like championship winning first for Stefan Diggs. And I'm like, I, I would have said, you know, hands down, like earlier in the season, probably. Yes. But, non point scoring season 30 year old wide receiver are we doing that given what we know about the depth of this wide receiver class and the the talent that's coming in this year so where are you guys with uh the last pick in the first round versus stefan Diggs?
0: love that you said one and nothing happened and then you said oh and john like perked
1: (laughs) if he was going to be one oh something i was like wait what no
0: chance
2: no Uh, in between he's in between the the 111
0: and one I'll take the pick. I'll take the pick. Um yeah
1: anything any if you would have said two, if you'd have started at two,
2: the answer would have been I
1: 10. would have been like, I'll take dicks.
2: That's interesting because it isn't that just kind of like it a of a, it's just like uh, it's like
1: this perception Literally, that there's this massive a <laughs> perception, and yeah, the guy that might be, might be there at one eleven might be there at two oh one also. Yeah, yeah, but Getting digs for the twilight of his career for the 201, I feel fine about that. 112, I want to hit on a 112, hit that reset button, get all those years back, and have a guy that's going to be more productive for a longer period of time. It shouldn't be that different, the 112 and the 201. And once we're actually in drafts, auctions better, uh, if we're in drafts, that will be... I, I do totally change over to that mindset of, you know, the tiers. Like the 111 and the two o two might be worth the exact same amount to me, so I don't care. Yeah. Um, but we're not there yet. <laughs> I don't yeah. have my list yet. So until I have that list, I know that anything that starts with a one is way more valuable than anything that starts with a two.
2: Yeah, and just by perception, most league mates would see it that that way as well. Yeah. Like regardless yeah. of how much sense it actually makes. Yep. And so, yeah, I, I see that too. And and I have been doing the rookie poll mock series on Twitter just to get some, you know, large sample voting on, you know, where these incoming rookies line up consensus value wise. And there is actually a tear break right now in between pick 12 and pick 13. <laughs> so in consensus value, maybe that changes. It definitely changes at some point. But when you, when you get into the mix of things, you realize, man, there's like seven wide receivers in this draft that, are probably going to immediately slot in as more valuable than Stefan Diggs. And so, I don't know. I just – and I I don't see his value trending upward, given how things ended down the stretch uh, for the Bills and for him personally. (laughs) Like Essentially blowing the game, missing that deep ball. So, I don't know. I just wanted to ask about him because perception on him even two months ago is vastly, vastly different than it is now. But uh, I got a list, and they're all old wide receivers. So uh, this, this might be a little weird, but uh, so kicking things off with the list of, of uh, who you would refer versus Stefan Diggs, uh, Cooper cup is uh, the first wide receiver. And then uh, there's Devonte Adams, Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley and Amari Cooper. No, that's a lot. So I'll say it again. Cooper cup, Devonte Adams mike evans calvin ridley amari cooper all of which are at least 29 years old at this point uh ridley i believe is is barely the youngest of the bunch but amari cooper will be 30 i believe by the time season starts Devontae adams of course is actually already 31 so even you know the, the, the elite wide receivers they do produce a little bit longer but uh he might have a quarterback issue and uh you know, so I wanted to include him just because he's the longest in the tooth. So a bunch of old wide receivers that uh, probably don't have more than two seasons of uh, really good production remaining. So it was
1: like the top tier of wide receivers from just a few years ago.
2: Exactly. Like, these guys were all going, mm-hmm. you know, top 15 just a few years ago because they're all in their prime. And now we don't really know what to do with them.
1: They're not in their prime.
2: <laughs> no, they're not. And and I will say all of these players pick wise are valued in between like, uh, like the 2.02 ish and the 1.11 ish uh, via the calculator. So like pretty tight window in terms of how they're valued uh, on the calculator and, and really in my league. So I'm curious where you guys would line these guys up.
1: Well, I was instantly able to put Ridley at the bottom.
2: I hate that you made me do this, Travis.
0: I <laughs> mean, it's,
1: I, I don't, honestly, I don't think he belongs on, on the list with these other five.
2: You know, that's, I, I, I did that on purpose because I was yeah. just curious if that was going to be the response. I yeah.
0: hate you so much for making me do that.
1: I mean, I, I, I like that you included him to make Russ do that. So I, you know, <laughs> six players is a lot, but as long as one of them is so easily placed off the list, it's fine. And it makes okay. Russ uh, cringe a little bit. So that's fine. Um, <laughs>
2: Perfect.
1: I have, I have Amari fifth. I have Evans fourth, I have Adams third, Diggs second, and Cup first. This is a whole lot like that quarterback list, where I I really feel like a lot of these guys are just the same. I mean, from from Cup, Cup, Diggs, and Adams, and Evans all feel exactly the same to me. Amari feels really close to the same, not quite. So that's why he's fifth. For those top four, hmm. I like I will be happy to take any any one of those on any of my competing teams for a second. If I can get any of them at that early se- somewhere in that early second phase, if that this is who I will be targeting, <laughs> that player is on a team that is not competing. Let me give you a shot to reset your years. Yeah, it's the two or three, like. But look, Adams is never going to be on your team by the time you get to a championship. Get rid of him. Give me that give me that player and you take the 203. Like maybe you'll maybe you'll get a hit. Um I don't really actually do that kind of sales pitch because that sales pitchy person annoys the crap out of me.
0: But
2: without hearing to say it though.
1: I know, I know. I hopefully I did it in enough of a tone that it, it drives that point home. Um, but I will send that offer and hopefully that is the uh message that the person hears in their head just from receiving the offer. Um so those top four, I think, really are all kind of a jumble. Hmm. Evans might be first. God, that man just doesn't doesn't stop being super consistent.
2: I hate this list so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, all these guys except for Cup were like thousand plus wide receiver, like thousand plus yard wide receivers this year. And Cup was on pace for it. He just, you know, missed some time. So it's not like they're they're not producing and not useful and probably, you know, uh, one or two of them probably have a couple of really good more seasons in, in the holster.
0: Yeah. I, well, just to echo exactly what John said, like these, most of these players are the same, you know, like it doesn't feel like there's a difference between many of these players. That being said, I put Devonte Adams first. I don't care how old he is. I don't I don't even always necessarily care who his quarterback is. That's
1: what knocks him for me.
0: He's that good, and I'm fine with that. And again, we're not talking about having a one in front of his value anymore. So yeah. it has the risk baked into the price at this point for me. I have Amari Cooper second because he and Cooper Cup third. And the reason I have them two and three is because... While I understand Steph Diggs is probably one of the best route runners in the entire league, he seems to depend on speed more than the other two do. So I think Cooper and (laughs) Cooper and Cup, nice, Um, Amari Cooper and Cooper Cup, can pull that. Like they can, they can play for as long as they feel like. Like I don't think it matters at all to where if Steph Diggs did lose his speed, it would be a very big change to his game. Like I don't see him as the Larry Fitzgerald type who would graciously move out from the outside into the slot and become that Larry Fitzgerald we knew for the last five, six years of his career. Hmm. He seems way too much of a diva to do that. I would love if he did, because I just love him as a player. But that's why I'll put Cooper and Cup above Diggs. I put Cooper above Cooper Cup because, I mean, does Cooper Cup matter anymore now that Pook is there? Like...
1: When He's healthy, sure. he's still got he's still got I mean he's still
0: got run. <laughs> yeah, oh absolutely, I was mostly joking. Um, so Steph Diggs, I have fourth, he's really, really good. I, I don't know if this him being angry with Buffalo is real and if that's why he's doing poorly, but like it's a thing at this point where he dived his way out of Minnesota, he looks like he's divaing his way out of Buffalo, and who knows? but he's still really good. I have Mike Evans next because Mike Evans will never get the respect he deserved after his sophomore year, because his rookie year, he destroyed over, over 1100 yards. He had like, like eight or double digit, like had a ridiculous amount of touchdowns. And then the next year he again got over 1100 yards, but only scored three touchdowns. And everyone just said he was trash after that. (laughs) And And his, his dynasty value never recovered, regardless of what this man did, but he still does it every single year of course he is a free agent we don't know where he's gonna be but still i don't think i care he's still the same exact guy so as long as there's a qb that's willing just to throw the ball anywhere in his vicinity where he can catch it and fall down because i don't know like i feel like the three of us together have as many yards after the catch as mike evans does in his career (laughs) um and then i just i will forever hate you for making me put calvin ridley last on the list but I, after his disappearing acts, like for most of this past season, it's tough not to put him on the bottom.
2: Yeah. I, I too put him on the bottom. I, I, I disagree with a little bit of uh, the Mike Evans thing, though. I would put him first. Uh, Love it. Love receivers. it. Um, he's going to go down as one of the greatest of all time and, 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 and has not gotten credit for that uh, yep. throughout much of his career. And you already said that. But when it comes to, uh, overall production, his touchdowns actually, his touchdowns this year <laughs> 13 uh, receiving touchdowns this year. And you know, despite his, you know, that sophomore effort, there's been five years where he had double digit receiving touchdowns. He's got almost 12,000 receiving yards, and and he's been doing it with uh imperfect uh quarterback play at times. Um, even this year, so I would love to see him come back. I think the Bucks can bring him back. Um, uh, and I, I Regardless of where he goes, I don't care. Like, he's just yeah. going to find a way to produce. Uh, and I'm more confident in him doing it than anyone on this list and doing it longer, uh, to be honest. So I have him, and then I have Amari uh, uh, Cooper after that. Uh, and then Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, and then Ridley there for me. So
1: there's a yeah. chance, it looks like, that Diggs, Adams, and Evans are all in the market. At the end of this year, right? I, I if I'm reading correctly, I just looked up their contracts, and it looks like I mean at Evans is a free agent. Yeah. Adams and Diggs both ha- all know Adams is a potential out after 2025. I guess it looks like.
2: Yeah, Adams is he's probably yeah his is there's no way unless they just trade him because he wants out. Yeah, I, mis- I I misread his, it. It says yeah, 2025, but, but he might want out because like he's like he, he might just look at him and be like I, I'm not playing. With Aiden (laughs) O'Connell in my, what might be my last year. Sorry, (laughs) you know, and I'm not sure if there's a team that would take on his contract at this point. But it's just it's it stinks because like, do you guys remember some of the quarterbacks that you mentioned, Larry Fitzgerald, like the guys he had to deal with down the stretch in his career?
0: Don't you talk about Drew Stanton like
2: that? So bad. Like the only like, one I can think of at the moment. <laughs> John, uh John Skelton, I think. was. Oh, one yeah. oh that man, guy. that was a player. Yeah. That was a player. That was a real person. It was that threw passes in the NFL. Uh It's just so I, I that's who Aiden O'Connell is. And sorry, Devontae. it just stinks. Bye.
1: There's no way that's who their starting quarterback is next year. Oh God, it might be.
2: Oh, all, all right. right.
1: Um,
0: all right, so I love that we are embracing this word. Um, on our show sheet for two weeks ago, the show, the show I wasn't here for, I wrote down the words shenanigans because Russ wasn't here because I keep a list of all the players we talk about just so we don't repeat and all of that stuff. Um, and then today when we were claiming our positions, uh, John said he had shenanigans. So I'm very, very curious, a little excited, and a wee bit scared to find out what shenanigans John has in store for us.
1: Oh, no, this is, it's not, it's not any big shenanigans, but look, this is the time of year where we could talk about trading players a lot. It's also an important time for Dynasty to talk about trading your league. Yes. Can you trade your leagues? Like, I feel like we should have a little bit of a conversation about this just to put it in people's ears. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> can you trade your league? Can you ditch a league you don't like and go to a league that you like? Like, as far as I'm concerned, yes, is my answer. But I have some other questions to follow up too. But what do you guys think? Right. Like, the, is, I, I, is there a reason to not just trade your league if you don't like it?
0: I, will, I am getting on my soapbox right now. Yes, I, this is it. I am Mr. Political. I am Mr. Don't Stir Any Pots. I am... I need everyone to like me. It is a problem I'm working on with my therapist. (laughs) But like the amount of tweets I saw that were listing the acceptable reasons and situations for you to leave a league was nauseating. Mm -hmm. Besides the fact two of those people ghosted my leagues, didn't leave them, ghosted. I didn't call them out because like I said I'm that's absolutely not me and I didn't even message them I didn't do I I let it go but I was oh man I I was in I was on vacation and still felt the need to tweet about it like that's how infuriated I was it took away from the magic of Disney World that's what it did um like people were literally one like numbering reasons it's okay and saying that you're not allowed to join new leagues if you leave a league bullshit utter (laughs) utter bullshit
1: i love it like this i knew i was gonna touch a nerve with russ but like he is so upset right now russ does not get upset like people so this is hilarious to me
0: i believe my tweet was something along the lines of Leave a league for whatever reason you want. Join a league for whatever reason you want. It's a game. Have fun. And I got barrages of... (sighs) Okay, so everyone's response. Every, every, every response. People that come in, sell everything to try and win a championship, destroy their team, and then leave. My response to that was good let them leave, I don't want them in my league. Every single problem, like this is the same, exact same conversation as a trade deadline conversation. It comes down to the people in your league. If they're bad managers in your league, let them leave. Good, your league is better off for them not being there. And my one reply to, well, you signed up for a Dynasty League and that's a commitment. Okay, 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 so at one point in my life, I thought it would be fun to try a two tight end league. Four years ago, I remember it. I joined a two tight end league because I never played in one and I wanted to try it out. I hated it. To this day, I still make the joke: play whatever game you like. You like PPR, you like Superflex, one QB. Play whatever makes you happy.
1: But don't except
0: that. two tight end. That's wrong. Don't play that. Like that's <laughs> that's how strongly oh, I feel against two tight end leagues. So you're telling me I should still be in that league four years later, hating every minute of it because I I made a commitment, I signed up for it. No, why? Because I will not be active, I won't do waivers, I won't bother trading, I'll set a lineup, pay my like why do you want that in your league? That is the dumbest thing ever. If someone isn't doesn't want to be there. Why do you want them there? It makes literally no sense. If you want to leave a league, you leave a league. If you want to join another league, join another league. Look, I'm not condoning people being jerks. All of my leagues have literally the last line is, my league runs on a very strong don't be a dick policy. And coming in, destroying a team, and then leaving is being a dick. Yes, that that is wrong. That is absolutely wrong. But again, if you don't know that person, it's a risk you run. I don't know, people coming into the trade addict leagues are literally at random. I send out a form for people to fill out and I use the wheel of names that we use on the Fantasy Cares YouTube channel to give stuff away, subscribe. Um, And the most I do is I scroll through Twitter to make sure they're not a jerk. You know, like if they start adding players after a bad game, no, sorry, that's not the kind of person I want in my leagues. Like stuff like that, but honestly, I don't know if I've ever really skipped more than like two people. Like I will let almost anyone in my leagues when their name comes up. I've had plenty of bad people in and out and I've had best friends leave leagues. I've left almost every single one of John's leagues at some point or another. Why would you, why would you take offense to that? Why would you be upset? Like, John, we're such good friends. I'm going to be miserable in your league, but I won't leave because we're friends. Yeah. What good does that make? At the base of this, it's a game. You're supposed to have fun. That's literally the point of it. I I, I don't understand people listing conditions when it's okay to leave a league. You want to leave one league and start and go start four leagues? More power to you. You want to leave three leagues and join five? Fine, I don't care. It makes no sense to put any weight on your shoulders as to why someone doesn't want to be in a league anymore. And if, in the world of Twitter, it's not hard to find people to take over teams. I get it. I and John have a little bit more of a pull because we have an audience, so it's so easy for us to fill leagues. DM me. Tell me that you you have a spot in your league you're having trouble feeling. I'll tweet it out. Tag me in your tweet. I'll retweet it. I'll put it in my group chats. I'll, I mean, like, it's, it, why stress yourself for something this insignificant? It, I'm, yeah. I'm, Russ,
2: I'm just, Russ, I'm just, Russ I'm just, are you, still uh, here. Still Russ, here. Russ do, you, do you even care about this issue? I, I can't yeah. tell.
0: <laughs> it, it is. Infuriating to me that people Mm -hmm. take something that I take such joy in, like, and just make it like a
2: yeah, make it way more complicated. Angry at 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 bad
0: trade offers, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, why would you taint something that is that we do for so much fun? Now, again, if you have a five thousand dollar buy in league, yeah, maybe it's a little different, but still. It's not a five thousand dollar buying league, you should be ready for that. That's what more people are going to try to do. Just come in, win, and leave because that's a lot of money. But like, yeah, like every instance is different. I get it. But like for the majority of leagues, especially you know, like league safe leagues or free people that just I'm I'm stealing this from you, John. I'm sorry. People that just tweet out a sleeper link that says join my league. I
1: I never said sleeper link. Click to join leagues.
0: Click Click to to join join leagues. leagues. You know, because mm-hmm. NFL isn't free, so it's not, you know, like any of those free leagues. Yes, you're not going to be able to pull in 11 or whatever other managers who are dedicated to the idea of dynasty. It's just the truth mm-hmm. of the situation. But it's it just it makes zero sense for people to get on such a high horse and just yeah. for something that is so insignificant.
2: Yeah. and
0: you like you said,
1: I'm your high horse now, Russ
0: no i was on a, i was on a soapbox not a, oh, a
1: soapbox yeah. that's right you're not on an right. i horse you're on a soapbox that's
0: yeah.
2: yeah it's not quite as high <laughs> oh man so um yeah and it's it's funny because the leagues that do uh have a bunch of people who just stay because like maybe it's a, a you know it's like an experts league or it's, it's a league where they all kind of know each other and they kind of feel obligated to stay but they don't really want and it, it just dies you know I've i've had I don't know, not a ton of leagues die like that, but I have had a few leagues that just kind of dissipate, people get disinterested, and all of a sudden, like it's in the off season. And people are like, Do we want to do this again? Like, and it just falls apart because everyone has become so disinterested because none of the owners even care, or maybe like less than half the owners even care. Um, and then they stay just out of ab- obligation. Then that's not why we do this. We we just want to have fun. And so a long time ago, I st- I really to be honest, like stopped having fun, um, doing like the, the most basic versions of, of dynasty fantasy football. And so like I dove into, uh, a, a certain type of fantasy football, uh, campus to can formats. And, uh, it's been, I think three years since I've added any league that wasn't a campus skin, uh, campus skin point for- format, where you can have, uh, a, or maybe two, I don't know. I don't know. It's been a bit, so you can start your, you know, you can have a full college roster and an NFL side roster Um, and, uh, when people graduate from college and move on from college, they're automatically on your NFL team. If you're not already familiar with the format and that's my favorite form of fantasy. And that's the only kind of league I'm actually interested in joining. It's the only ones I find myself actually making moves in paying attention to most engaged in. And it's what I, it's what I enjoy. And so I'm probably not going to add a normal league, you know, and I, this year I'm actually adding one of uh, basically my oldest, uh, active normal ish dynasty league. I'm actually leaving. I've actually wanted to leave the league for a few years. Um but still a couple of people are giving me crap because like oh it's just because your team's whatever mobile bond like I, I it's my team's actually good. Like I was just I think scored the most points on, on the year this year. But it's just people always give you trouble like just for leaving a league and it's like guys I've been in I've been in it since 2016. You know it's just like I was a different person back then at this point. So like like I just Can we just move on like without giving me crap that'd be that'd be great because i just want to do what i enjoy in the space like that's why we do this and so i have no problem uh trading leagues Uh, i'm not in the business of actually adding (laughs) uh leagues really at this point in in my, my life i've got two little little kids and uh job change around the corner i'm not really looking to do that but if if you are cool because it's just we do this for fun for the most part uh so Stop giving people crap. Stop making dumb lists on Twitter because it just makes you look dumb.
1: All right. Um, th- I did not expect that question to stem that much <laughs> uh, because the answer is, yeah, do whatever you want. Like leave leagues. Don't, don't play in leagues that you don't enjoy. Uh, the obligation is the key point. Like that's why I, I am very open about trying to make people leave that don't want to stay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, It just drags down a league. You hear, well, I never get an answer back from this manager. Well, I can tell you, that manager doesn't want to be in this league anymore. Like, I don't know why people think that is better. You got, wow, you got that entry fee. Like, that's not what this game is about. Uh, Yes, that's important. I do believe there has to be an entry fee for anybody to have any interest. But even once that's paid, how many people think, oh, well, now I'm really interested because I paid my 50 bucks. Like there are plenty of leagues where I'm like, can I pay the league fee and then depart? Like I would rather somebody else run this team. That was a few years ago. I learned my lesson. I have I left the leagues that I didn't like. I, I don't stay in them now. Like now I stay in leagues that I enjoy, that I get something out of. So real quick, Travis actually touched on it when joining a league. Uh, he looks for what he likes. He likes campus to Canton now. Totally get that. Russ, is there anything you look for specifically when joining, when you, when you are not, nobody is ever looking to join once we have 25,000 leagues um, uh-huh. under the sea. But uh, when somebody messages you, what is it that like, what is something that might hook you?
0: It is literally just the people in the league. Yep. That's literally all it is. Like I, Okay, I was about to say I'd join almost anything again, two tight end off the board. And sorry, <laughs> sorry, college decant just ain't happening for me. Um,
2: like, like, it's not, it's, it's a beast, so
0: yeah, yeah, like I'm not talking about stuff that's learning new things. Like, I still don't know anything about IDP and I don't really plan to, but like one quarterback, super flex, tight end premium, not tight end premium, that kind of stuff, you know, draft auction, like all of those small, not so small, but still small differences in a league mean absolutely nothing to me compared to who is in the league. And that's that's really what it comes down to, especially with I mean I I cut down to about 20 leagues. <laughs> um so and most of my leagues are the leagues I created which are insanely similar. But again, like I I I don't think there's much about a league that would make me jump for joy if I don't know anyone in it. Uh, that's really what it is. It's the experience at this point for me, because from the beginning, I'm just in this for fun.
1: I think that's the key. That that really is. The key is that solves every single problem that we see in dynasty. Like you said on Twitter, everything we see where people complain about something that happened in their league, it all comes down to the people in the league. There is no rule that can make a league do anything. Be great. The only thing that is are the people. (laughs) the people. Oh, you won't get that Michael Scott reference, Ross, and that's gonna it's gonna hurt me. But it's the
0: people. I'm gonna watch The Office like three times straight through, and I'm not gonna tell you, but I will understand all of your references and oh, appreciate so them. But I'll still good. make you think I don't.
1: That's like episode one or two, I think, when he says it's the people. Uh, but that is what makes a fantasy football league. You can have terrible teams, but if you enjoy the people, it ends up being fun. I. And if the commissioner brings in the right people, it ends up being fun. My leagues have turnover, but my leagues have less turnover this year than from what I've seen. A lot of leagues Um, last year, I had less turnover in some of them Our DTC listener league. Last year we expanded and this year we retained almost all 48 teams. Like that's massive. And you know why it's because we have people in there that want to play in this league. And it's fun. Like, 48 teams, that means 47 people are not going to win, <laughs> at least not going to win the, the, the overall. Um, maybe they win some division prizes, things like that. But people still come back because it's a fun league, because it's a league where we talk with each other. We chat about player values. We chat about all kinds of things that aren't about winning the league. <laughs> like That's what makes a league fun, and, and that is what makes the league. So people have to be choosier and choosing their leagues commissioners need to be a little choosier. Uh, Russ, I can't believe that you do random. I know you vet a little bit. You at least weed out some of the real bad needs, which is what you have to do. Commissioners should not ever just choose somebody that just says, I want in. Okay, you're in. Like That's terrifying to me because you bring one person in and it truly can ruin a league. If it makes it not fun for like four or five other people, they're going to leave and then you're stuck with one manager that is terrible, but Hey, they paid their fee. Like, so. I
0: will always say I have gotten very, very lucky.
1: <laughs> I, I think you vet more than you let on.
0: <laughs> and I, I know I, I, wish- I, heavily,
1: I heavily vet mine. Like I, I don't let anybody in without, I I do a pretty, uh, I do a fairly extensive search on their Twitter and, Kicking around their names to some other commissions and stuff just to make sure as well. So again, we are spoiled. I get that. Um, but just put it out there on Twitter, folks. When you when you need a replacement, you can hit us up. I, I retweet people all the time that say, I have an opening in my league. I don't know anything about that person. I don't know anything about that league, yep. but at least gonna put it out there so that it it gets a little amplified and maybe you get four or five responses look through that and figure out, figure out somebody that is a better fit for the league than just the first person that replies and pays that entry fee. I know getting those entry fees is important. Trust me. (laughs) I collecting like over 400 over the past few weeks is a, it's a chore, but once it's done, it's great because now I can just do like the actual part of the commissioning stuff. So trade your leagues, be happy
0: trade your leagues be happy that sounds like a perfect note to close down the floor of dynasty wall street russ fisher dynasty outhouse john Bosch at john Bosch ff travis may at ff underscore travis m
1: there you go i I
0: had it and i blanked and i just i should have trusted myself you had it last week too so i did Mm -hmm. without even thinking i flew through it but here we go you know what